The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, feeling real. So from Virginia here at your service. And when I'm not out here cashing the Heat Series sweep against the Boston Celtics, I'm watching WNBA and I'm getting down on some WNBA bets and sweating some bets that I probably had no business of hitting and other bets that were probably not even close. Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott had a good day last time we were on the show. Scott, what's going on? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, ended up sweeping last time I was on the show. I had the Sky team total under against the Mystics, and they barely scored. And then I had the Mystics money line parlayed with the under in that game, which actually worked out well because the uh, the Mystics ended up not covering, but they won the game. So I picked the right game, I guess, to take the money line on. But overall, was solid. Ended up sweeping there. On top of that, the NBA podcast swept that yesterday for Game 7. Caleb Martin, 10 plus rebounds, plus 370. Appreciate it. But besides that, though, I'm uh, wearing myself green for the occasion. And uh, yeah, ready to go through the WNBA games. And you see here, I'm wearing back because black because I am pulling up to their funeral just to make sure that they're dead. That's pretty much it. As far as me, the last show, I. How about if you sweep it out? What's the point? I can't do anything right. You'll be nope, fine. nothing right. Nothing at all. That's not true. Yep, there goes there goes uh, Mystics minus four and a half. There, there it goes. Yeah, I was going to say, at least you had the storm. There goes storm money line. There it goes. We yeah. lose. <laughs> but unfortunately, somehow, some way, so majority of my bet was on that storm plus four and a half. But of course, for the show, you know, it's a dog. So I played money line as well. There's no reason that I should have got that storm plus four and a half. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I for some reason, I, I thought you had the storm uh, plus the points uh, and the money line. So it could have been worse for you. You didn't lose everything. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just the two picks that matter didn't go my way for sure. But uh, Seattle, I mean, it, they didn't give up. And Dallas pretty much let them back into that game. Uh, we had a bunch of games over the weekend. Uh, Aces had their ring night completely roll over the Sparks in the second game that they played. Uh, I played the first. I played that first quarter again. Glad I did that this time. It was the one that the Aces were able to go out there and kill it. And just make sure you're you're tapping in. So we're not going to be doing this podcast every single day. It, you know, it's just a bunch of full transparency. Uh, the more we grow this show, the more episodes we able to do a week. So it can't. It's not like the NBA show. The NBA shows had so much growth, so much you know people listening to the show that we can go seven days a week of NBA, and perfectly fine. However, the WNBA show, we got to get that a little bit closer to that level. So I'm not going to be able to have a show every single day, every single time there's games on. So we missed a pretty good weekend of hoops here, but. Check out the picks page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WNBA picks. Uh, I'm putting picks up there. Scott, you've been putting picks up there? Uh, I've been a little bit lazy with it, but I probably should. So I, I so, will. So me and Scott will have picks up there. I know uh, Dylan Rockford, he puts picks up there. So uh, I think even CJ has WNBA picks as well. So we might have to get CJ on a show one day. But 
yeah, so we're going to have everybody putting up picks on there. So go out there, check that out, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WNBA picks. Lock into the picks page. Hop into the Discord. We talk all the time, answer questions, add late plays in the Discord. So make sure you're in that Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Uh, other than that, Scott, anything else over from over the weekend that we really had a hit on? I mean, we had a good amount of games. So I think it was about five games over the weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really have much to actually talk about besides the Liberty really looking impressive against Connecticut. So it seems like after the first game struggles against Washington, they finally figured it out. Vandersloot had a double-double. I thought that the Liberty looked really good. That was one of my main takeaways there. Then again, I also root for the team, so that's the first team I'm going to be interested in. But <laughs> besides that, uh, the Aces killed the Sparks, which didn't totally shock me, but you know, it is what it is. And yeah, the aces are, as far as I'm concerned, the best team in the league right now. Liberty are probably the second best team in the league right now. In other words, I haven't really learned anything. Now there are a couple of games, a lot of teams involved tonight. You got eight teams, but the main takeaway that I have so far is that I really was hoping Minnesota wouldn't be this bad. Are they worse than the Fever? I don't know. But Minnesota might be the worst team in the league. If I, if you were to give me any type of points between Minnesota and the Fever, I'd probably take the points in the Fever. I probably would, too. Shout out to the Fever for winning a game, though. Congrats to them. First game in 20 games. It yeah. was a 20-game losing streak. Their first win in 20 games. I was on uh, I was on Indiana there, uh, plus seven and a half. Small a lot of points against a dream team. Yeah, I I took a small sprinkle on the money line. I didn't think that, you know, I really didn't think I had, it was coming through, but I thought, hey, you know, the dream been a little inconsistent. They could be they could be in it and sure enough, they get their first win. So shout out to them. The Chicago Sky get a yet another win. So they move to what is this? 3 and 1 on the season. Yeah, 3 and 1 on the season for the Chicago Sky. I was quite even wrong with no no Morgan Birch, no uh, Rebecca Gartner. Both of them got Harrison. hurt in that Mystics game. Yeah, Harrison is Harrison's been done for a while. So miss Harrison beginning of the season. You don't have uh, Rebecca Gartner, who was really good for you coming off the bench. Morgan Birch, uh, very good come uh, coming for them. I think she was actually starting as well, Morgan Birch, and so she's out as well with the ankle injury. And yet they still put up. 94 points on the Dallas Wings. I don't know if that says more about the coaching and the offense of the Chicago Sky than that says about the Dallas Wings defense, but they still put up 94 and get a win over the Wings, 94-88. We're going to talk about them in just a second, but this Chicago Sky team has my eye. I'm not going to ship you out. They're playing great right now. Yeah, I, I was dead wrong on that team. I thought that losing their best Completely three players, they wouldn't be able to recover, but they have a great organization, great coaching staff, and apparently that's enough to overcome a potential, uh, say, transition period in terms of talent. But yeah, I think to answer your question, it's a mix between the two. We thought Dallas defensively would be quite underwhelming, which is why we did a lean to their win total under when the season started. Mm -hmm. They've won some games anyway, but they're not stopping anybody. So I'm not sure how sustainable that's going to be with their wins and losses, but... The point is, Chicago has been good. I'll give them props there. But my main takeaway there was kind of just waiting to see if any team could potentially challenge the Liberty or the Aces if they are playing at their potential. And the answer is no. I still think it's Aces and Liberty. I do think mm -hmm. the Aces are the better team right now. So that would be my power ranking one and two. But I think that's a firm one and two. You? Uh, yeah. 
I think it's I think it's affirmed one and two with the Connecticut sign being three. Yeah, and Mystics just beat them. at four. That's why. Yeah. yeah, Mystics at four. But I don't think it's the and I don't think it's that large of a gap though. I think it's a little bit closer. Still, that gap is still pretty narrow. But outside of those four, I mean, is Chicago not number five? <laughs> like and right now, they they probably are. But I'm not picking Chicago to suddenly make a dream run. But I have to give them props for being better than I thought they ever would be. Look, look at listen to what Marina Mabry's been doing in the past two games. She's had 19 and 23 points on 53 and 41 percent shooting and a 53 50 percent shooting day from three. Tack on eight assists, four assists, five rebounds in both games, a couple, a pair of blocks. She's had a block in both games, actually. So three blocks during that time. Marina Mabry. Uh, if you're one of them DFS players or you are player fantasy props. anything, yeah, player props. Marina Mabry is doing the scoring for this team. Again, 19 and 23, and we're going to talk about her. Well, hopefully they got her listed. Sometimes they be playing, but yeah, no. that That's a name to watch out for. Marina Mabry's been playing great recently for the Chicago Sky. Yeah, if I told All you right. the Sky were going to be 3-1 and one, and Kalia Copper was going to be averaging 15.8 points per game, on 38.1% shooting. You probably wouldn't have believed me, but that's yeah. what's happened. So they've been able to perform well, even with Copper being inefficient. That's one of the most impressive parts because we assumed going into the year, Copper was going to be the main score for this team and she's been inefficient and they keep winning anyway. Clea Copper's averaging 15.8 points. Marina yeah. Mabry averaging 15.7. Mm-hmm. Insane. Insane. Even like, you're even getting double digits from Courtney Williams. You're getting double digits from Sika Cone, the center. Uh, man. They're good. Man, they're good. Yeah, they're just good, man. They're, they're getting production, and they are good. All right. Before we talk about the four games, yes, four games that are actually playing tonight. Got to talk to you about Edge Boost because Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now pay later programs, you can double your bet with Edge Boost for no interest. Just pay back the advance over four weekly equal installments. And that's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit your funds into your Edge Boost account and Edge Boost will match your deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. EdgeBoost currently offers up $2,500 in advances. My EdgeBoost Double Down Play of the Day is, I'll tell you about it a little later. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash EdgeBoost. I'm not EdgeBoost, just Edge. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Edge. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Edge. Must be 21 years or older. Only valid in legal gambling stakes. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let's see here. Four games on the slate for a Tuesday in the WNBA. First game up on the docket. We just talked about a Chicago Sky on the road going to play the Atlanta Dream. Line opened up at three. I've seen it up as high as minus four and a half. I Now it looks like consensus about minus three and a half here for the Atlanta Dream. 160 and a half is the total. That's been as high as 163. Injury report for these two teams. And as I talked about in the lead up to this, Rebecca Gardner and Morgan Birch are both out with foot injuries. They're going to be out for some time. 
And that's in addition to Isabel Harrison, who we all know is out indefinitely for this team right now. So same, expect to see the same lineup that the Sky rolled out last game. And for the Atlanta Dream, you have Daniel Robinson, who is going to be out for this game with a knee injury. So I think there's a couple of things to think about. Atlanta can have a very, very prolific offense, prolific, proficient, proficient, proficient offense when they want to. However, this guy team is really good, man, and they can play both sides of the ball. Are you laying minus three and a half with the Atlanta Dream here? No. I feel like you make the argument they might be in line for a better performance because they just lost to the fever, but I can't do it. Chicago has found ways to win games. They get depth scoring, which I think is really such an underrated aspect of a good team. Not being top-heavy and having a lot of options to pick up the slack if, for example, Copper is shooting below 39% from the floor. They can win games anyway. Atlanta, I don't think they really have that. Of course, Howard is really good, and you can make uh-huh. an argument she's the best player on the court, but it doesn't really seem like Atlanta has many backup options if Howard has an off game or if one of their star uh-huh. players doesn't exactly play up to par. I'm going to go with Chicago. They've looked good defensively. Offensively, they've looked pretty sharp as well. I think they're the better coach team. They're also undefeated on the road, which is pretty random, but I've so far been impressed by Chicago's played in opposing arenas. I'm going to go with Chicago plus the points here and potentially the money line. Atlanta, I know the argument is they're at home. They'll be extra motivated after losing to Indiana. I'm more concerned about them actually losing to Indiana. I'm going to take the sky (laughs) here. I I think getting three and a half seems pretty generous with what, in my opinion, is the better basketball team right now. So I'm going to take Chicago. So, they gave up 90 points to the Fever, man. 90 to the Fever. I don't even know when the last time the Fever scored 90 in a game. I'd have to go back to last season. Uh, this feels really chalk, but I can't get away from it, man. And you got to have short-term memory when it comes to betting. You really, really do. But they gave up 90 points to the fever. Like, if they're going to win this game, this has to go scoring high over the total, don't you think? Total did drop three points. And that was one thing That's I noticed overnight. There's, there's been a lot of under money in a lot of these games, which we're going to get to. But the fact that mm-hmm. they're expecting a lower-scoring game, I think definitely benefits Chicago, especially since they're getting points. If you're expecting a lower-scoring game that – automatically favors the dog but i'm going with chicago here you mentioned allowing 90 plus points to indiana that's not good and once again until atlanta shows me something mostly stopping anybody i'm not going to lay three points with a team of traffic cones so i'm going to take this guy dang man I really, really don't want to fade Atlanta on a back-to-back home spot, the first two home games of the year. Uh, But, I mean, they they turn the ball over, somewhat inconsistency on offense, and them just trying to figure out what they're doing with this team. 
uh, I'm yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and stick with my guns. It, this is this is sky plus three and a half. It feels a little bit trappy. I'm not gonna lie. It does, but I I don't trust the dream enough. Just simply put, I can't. Yeah. Uh, why why is Atlanta? Why would Atlanta even at home a three and a half point? Um, and Atlanta lost to the Fever at home. I know, but like. Why would you come? So why would you come back and make them a favorite again here? Well, you mentioned some injuries for Chicago, but maybe they're just expecting some. Regrets. And that's and that's really my concern. But they still scored ninety points on again, and that's what I'm trying to figure out: is the offense like is their offense just this good? Like, are they do they just have a good offense, or is it more of the fact of the Wings' defense is that bad because? They should not have scored that many points. And I think that there are going to have some scoring lows with this team, like Marina Mabry and Clea Copper can't pull them by themselves. So uh, I just know. All right. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to just go with Chicago, man. I'm just, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Chicago. It, it, it is, I don't think that Atlanta should be favored, but that kind of, it feels like a trappy spot and Atlanta's really the right side, but. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. With my gut, Chicago here. Chicago's a better team. Uh, this total is dropping, but I'm I'm hesitant to take an under. I think I like the Sky team total over. Offensively, they've been fine. Uh, the one bad offensive game was against the Mystics, and there's no shame in that. I mean, the Mystics are a good defensive team, but the yeah. dream going through the numbers here. They played three games. They allowed 90 to Indiana allowed 77 to Minnesota on the road, and they allowed 85 to Dallas in their first game. I really think Chicago can potentially score 80 here. So I'm going to go with the Sky team total over. I like the depth scoring, as I said before. And once again, if you give up 90 to Indiana, I'm not going to suddenly suddenly have faith in your defense. So give me the Sky team total over as my total. Yeah, I like it the sitting there. I see it at 78 and a half minus 110. Um, I like that. They scored 94 last game against Dallas. Like, they can score. Yeah, I mean, 94 is good regardless. Like, against yeah. whoever, you get to 90, and you had a really, really good offensive day. But my concern is I don't want that to just been a day where everything was falling, and then they come back here, and they're about that 70 territory. They're kind of expected them to be at with the players that they had missing, and now those players are missing. And so it's like I think there's going to be scoring lows for Chicago. And that's the only thing that I kind of hesitate with not taking the dream here is because I think the dream can capitalize on those type of scoring lows. Maybe I'll take a dream first half. I might actually take a dream first half play. You got to come out and bounce back really good after losing to the fever. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'll take a dream first half. Minus one and a half at minus 115. I think they – and we've seen Chicago – be able to battle back in games and become more resilient rather than always playing with a lead like they played from behind. I think they were behind majority of that uh, Dallas game, actually. And so, yeah, I will I will take an Atlanta dream. I take the Atlanta dream here. First half minus one and a half. I like that. Uh, total, um, so you're – yeah, we're both on that team total over. If I had to pick a full total, I'm probably going over because I think Atlanta will be in it and we'll be able to capitalize some of those spots. Even though the total has dropped, I understand why it's dropped. Unders have been doing really, really well in W to start the season. Uh, I'm, I'm going to over 160 and a half here. I think it's like a middle ground in between there. Probably comes in 161, 162. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably going to be close, but I think I'm going to lean 
I don't even know what the I guess I'm leaning over, but once again, I don't have a strong opinion on the total. I feel better about Chicago. All right. Uh player props. We have props all over. I'm pulling props from underdog. So I, I mean I got props galore to throw out there. I mean, I'm not going against Mabry. Sixteen and a half. I mean, sure. She's cashed in the last two games. Like I told you, 19 and 23. It's been really, really good. Uh, rebounds is at four and a half. Assists is at four. She's hit the assist mark in every game. Well, those past two games that I was talking about. Um, I'm trying to think. Is it the Alicia Gray or is it the Ryan Howard game or somewhat collection of both? Uh, probably a collection of both if you think to keep it close, but it's, uh, it's really a tough call. I I might maybe be tempted by, uh, I'm trying to think, are you maybe tempted by like gray assists or something? Um, Maybe maybe rebounds. I don't, I don't have the rebounding. She's been, she's been really good rebounding to start the season. I think she leads the, I think she leads the team in rebounding actually. She does. She's averaging she does seven per game. Rebounding. So. Yeah, she leads the team in rebounding. I know she had a double-double game in there uh, against the – what was it, the Lynx? I think it was the Lynx. Yeah, yeah it was the Lynx. Yeah, it had a double-double against the Lynx. Only four rebounds against that uh, Indiana team, but seven before that. And so uh, what's her rebounds prop at? I see it at six and a half, so you got to get to seven. That's what she's averaging. I mean – yeah. I don't mind but that. and the fun thing about these props is that I don't think the books are really like a lot of books are really caught up to them, and so you can get some easy lines by them putting at what a lot of people averages are, and they typically go over their average. So, uh, I think Alicia Gray, Alicia Gray rebounds prop is pretty solid, especially with Daniel Robinson being out as well. Um, I think I always have to take Copper over. I see Copper points at seventeen and a half. I mentioned the shooting percentage before, below 39%, yet she's still averaging north of 16 points. If she even bumps up to a mediocre shooting game, she's dropping 20. Like, the volume's been there. We've roasted Atlanta's defense for being a bunch of traffic cones so far this season. So I'm expecting Chicago to score. So if I got to go by that logic, I'm going with the volume. I'll take Copper over 17.5. That line feels a bit low. All right. I don't, I'm going to play it. I don't know why I'm playing it, and it doesn't honestly make much sense. And it looks like that they're starting to catch up to her. But if you can find any type of line on Courtney Williams rebounds, play them and and, and just do it. She's average. She leads this team in rebounding as a guard with 8.3 rebounds. Here are her first four games rebounding 7, 6, 9, 11. That's consistent. <laughs> what like she just finds she just finds the ball like she's actually she puts up numbers like she has a, even a assist mark four seven five five she's got 12 points and at least 12 points in the last three games what's her points rebound and assist mark i don't, uh, I don't see it i mean you're an underdog i don't see it on it yeah i see it, um 23 and a half okay 23 and a half so she's cashed that in two straight Three straight games. So since the first game of the season, she's cashed that in three straight games. I mean, she's going to be on the court more. 
because you don't have Rebecca Gardner to come take minutes. You don't have Mo Burst to come take minutes. Kind of doing a rotation with Courtney Williams, Marina Mabry, uh, Dana Evans. But, like, that's about it for your – like, that's about it outside of Kalia Copper. Like, that is about it. You don't really have any much more rotation. So, Courtney Williams is going to be on the court all the time. Why would she not be able to stack up a stat sheet like she's been doing? So, yeah, give me Courtney Williams over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, I don't mind that. All right. Anything else for this game? No, not really. All right. Before we get to the rest of the games, guy, to talk to you about the NBA Finals contest because we here on the NBA Gambling Podcast have another finals contest for you. You can select series props, you can select game props, you can select all of that stuff. And guess what? If you are the winner with the best overall record, you will win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to the SGPN app and enter today. You have to download our app, sg.pn slash app, to enter that contest for a $100 gift certificate to our merch store. All right, let's move on. Next game of the slate, we have... The Indiana Fever coming off of a one uh, win. They have a winning streak. It is a 1-0 winning streak for the Indiana Fever. Now they're going into Mohegan Sun to play the Connecticut Sun, who are 3-1 and one on the season, opened up as a 13.5-point favorite. They are now down to 12.5. Total opened up 160.5. It is down to 157.5. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Connecticut Sun, nothing to report. They are completely healthy, and pretty much same thing for the Indiana Fever as well. Nothing new on that note. So, are you laying 12.5 points against the Indiana Fever? I don't think I'm going to, because this is actually the second meeting this season. They faced off in Indiana on the 19th. Uh, Connecticut won. But they won by nine. Really, really ugly game. Game landed 131. Nobody could hit a shot. But Indiana hung in there. And I think that even though Connecticut was having a good start to the year, and I know they got buried over the weekend against the Liberty, but I think I am going to lean to Indiana here. Uh, The only concern would be that the one road game they played uh, recently was – well, they, I mean, they beat Atlanta, but their first road game against a quality team, the Liberty were up 30 at halftime, basically. But I, I am going to lean to Indiana. It makes sense this line has dropped from 13.5 to 12.5. I think Connecticut's going to win. I'm not picking Indiana to win back-to-back games. Let's not get crazy here. But I am going to go with Connecticut to win, but kind of let it, Indiana hang around a little bit. Maybe Indiana's got a decent amount of confidence. I'm sure some of the players on the roster forgot how to win. So it probably feels good to enter the locker room off a win. I'm going to go with Indiana plus the points, but I'm not picking them to win the game. I am going to lean to the under, though. I think that Indiana's offense was mostly based off of Atlanta's defense being atrocious. Defensively, they were not good against the Liberty. Then again, Brianna Stewart had 45 points, so that that happened. But still, I think I'm going to lean to the under, mostly because they're expecting, based on where this total is located, a 27-point increase from what we saw in the first meeting this season, that's a little bit too high for me. I'm going to lean to the under, and I'm going to take the points. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the points as well. And I just 
this Indiana team is going to be scrappy. I've been calling for it, and I said that they were going to be like this all year. And that's I don't think they're going to be good, but I think they're going to sneak up on some teams. I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah, and they're going to they're going to go out there and they're going to steal a couple of games like they did with Atlanta on the road. And you know, it only takes for all your shots to be hitting one day for you to get a win. That's it. Mm-hmm. You just got to hit your shots one day, and you can get a win that day. It don't have to happen for the entire season, but I think they could string along some wins here. Now, am I calling for them outright on the money line here against Connecticut Sun? Mm, especially with the Sun after coming off of a blowout loss to the Liberty? Not necessarily, but I think that they can make it close. I think this Sun team has definitely had moments over the start of this season where they're 3-1, and one, where they definitely had scoring lows, even in that first game against the Fever and let the Fever battle back in there. And now I'm expecting to see a better game. I think Aaliyah Boston has gotten a lot better reps on, in her. She's going to be looking a lot better. See Kelsey Mitchell get her legs under her. Hopefully she can start being more consistent. Alyssa Smith is building off of what she did in Athletes Unlimited this past summer. So I, I think that there's a lot of options here for this Indiana Fever team, and they can keep this one close, especially with both of these two teams running uh, the – Sun have the second slowest pace in the league, and the Fever have the fifth. So, uh, look, expect to see a slow down game. I like the under there. One fifty-seven and a half under one fifty-seven and a half. Give me the Indiana Fever plus one plus twelve and a half. So I will take both of those props in this one. Anything that you see that catches your eye. Uh, if I had to go with anything in particular, I'd probably just be looking at uh, some Connecticut props, either on the on the glass or just with regard to actual points, because I still don't think Indiana is a good defensive team. Don't get me wrong. I, I know they understand they won a game, but it was a high scoring game. They gave up 90 to the Liberty, but I think the Liberty only scored six points in the entire fourth quarter because they pulled everybody. So they might have given up like 110 in that game. Bonner's been really good for Connecticut so far this season. So I am tempted by her props. I do think that she can potentially have a double-double in this game. But Bonner's at 17.5, which feels about right. I see that Boston's rebounds are at 6.5. Does that feel a little bit low to you? Um, yeah, it, I feel like it is. Because uh, somebody's going to have back. to rebound for this team. And after they just won a game, Boston had seven rebounds the last game in 26 minutes. She's averaging 6.7. Uh, she had nine rebounds in the first mini against Connecticut in 24 minutes, and she fouled out. So she played 24 minutes, fouled out, and still had nine rebounds. Mm-hmm. I'm on Boston over rebounds. Six and and, and I understand why she wasn't able to rebound against that New York team because all the shots went in. Every shot yeah, went much. in. You didn't get opportunity on the defensive glass there. So I think that maybe this is them trying. Like I think that's just a line that they haven't caught up with. She's definitely better than six and a half. Her rebounds probably should be at seven and a half, to be honest. After so nine in the first meeting? I mean, there were a lot of misses, though, so you can argue the balance is out because, once again, that game landed. But I think, it's still gonna be, I think it's still going to be some misses here. Like, I think the defensive yeah. intensity – I don't think the Fever are a bad defensive group. Like, that's the thing. I think they're okay. I don't think I think they were worse last group. year defensively. Let's put it that way. A hundred percent. And so – I like it. I'm playing it. I see it at minus 115. I'm playing it over six and a half. Everybody's, I think you're looking the wrong way. People are looking the wrong way there. But the first bet that I'm placing and that I'm always going to place, especially if they continue to give us these low numbers on it, 
because she is effectively the point guard for her team. Alyssa Thomas, over five and a half assists. We cashed the first two games. She had five assists in the second game against the Washington. She only had two in that last one in a very, very underwhelming game against Liberty. I think this is way, this isn't enough. Even though I think that the fever defense is okay, I still think Alyssa Thomas is going to put herself in this situation to make the right move and get a lot of assists on this team. Over five and a half, I'm playing it again. I think she can. she's well above this average. And I think at one point, maybe even last year, she was getting like seven and a half on the assist prop. So I think we're stealing. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on the over. My favorite prop is going to be Boston and rebounds. Yep, like both of those. All right, anything else? No. Um, give me a Kelsey Mitchell game. 15, 15 and a half, I'll take Kelsey Mitchell game. She has a good game of scoring the basketball. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Minnesota Lynx going to play the Dallas Stars. The Lynx still trying to get their first win, 0-4 on the season. Stars I think you mean, the, think you mean the Dallas Wings, but close enough. The Lynx are what? You said Dallas Stars. I think you meant Wings. Oh, did I say Stars? Oh, you said wow. Stars. I don't know you followed hockey. They're not else anymore. Hey, new to everybody that I follow hockey. Oh, wow. All right, Dallas Wings and the Minnesota Lynx. Lynx still trying to get their first one the season. 0-4 on the season. Wings opened up a minus 5.5 point favorite. They are now up to minus 6.5. 167.5 is the total injury report here for these two teams. And Tierra McGowan is questionable for this game with the Dallas Wings. We know Diamond of Shields is out indefinitely. Lou Lopez is out as well indefinitely. And for the Minnesota Lynx, you have Caleb McBride, who was questionable with personal reasons. All right. I mean, now the line is six and a half. I'm on the over. I don't trust either defense to do anything in this game. So I see a lot of points here. I know it's a high total, but Minnesota lost their last game against uh, Vegas by 21. Vegas was on a back-to-back and scored 94 points. How does that happen? Give them 94 points and their team's on a back-to-back and you're not? I got to go with the over here. Pure talent. I was going to say, I don't trust either defense, though. Do you? Even with Dallas's wins, they're giving up a bunch of points. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. And that's why I'm trying to convince myself on. I mean, can this be a high scoring game for Minnesota? Because, I mean, so Nafisa Collier has been great. She's been able to go out there basically averaging a double double. Mm -hmm. Diamond Miller, while she's been putting up some numbers, I don't think she's gotten over 40% in a game yet. I'm not sure if she has either. Uh, let me double check that. But that just but she's getting she's taking the attempts. And that's the thing that really, really interests me. So yeah, look listen to her season thus far. Three for nine, three for ten, two for nine, four for ten. She yep. hasn't gotten over forty percent. That was the best in her last game where she had a really, really good second half. I think it was even uh I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it was the third or fourth quarter, but she had a really good second half against the Aces where she kept seeing the ball go in the basket. But 
with these attempts, if these if the wings let these go in, she's gonna have a really, really good game. That's gonna add on in a few Sakarier. And then, you know, sprinkle in and some uh Jessica Shepard in there, uh down low to be able to help scoring Tiffany Mitchell. You know, she's a guard that can score coming out of South Carolina. Yeah, man, I, we gotta be on the over. I think I have to. I mean, give me the links team to over. Dallas is allowing 87.7 points per game. Minnesota's a- allowing 86 points per game. But Dallas is averaging nine is averaging 89.3 points per game, which means the average wings game is totaling one roughly 177. I'm going I'm going with the over. Yeah, over 167 and a half. Give me Minnesota team total over. Let me get you a number for that. Minnesota's team total over is 80 and a wow, 80 and a half. Dallas already pours you straight up to scoring 80 points. Yeah. All right, I'll take Minnesota over 80 and a half. I am. <sighs> Minnesota can score 85, but Dallas can score 90 easily. I was really torn. I'll take Minnesota plus six and a half. I'll take Minnesota plus six and a half. I just can't. I was going to say I was initially leaning to Dallas, but now that it's at six and a half, I'm not sure if I actually want it. So that's why the first thing I said was the total. Just give me the over. I'll fade both defenses. I'm I'm just going to go back to that Storm game. There's no reason the Storm could. If you didn't see the end of that Storm Wings game, please go back and and look it up. There's no reason to catch Storm plus four and a half. They gave up 91 points of the Storm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't even know why. Honestly. I'm sorry, everybody. I have no idea why I was hesitant. There's no re- there's no way I'm laying points with Dallas after what they did to the Storm. I, I don't just, care. I'm, I'm just taking the over. I'll, I'll make it easy on myself. All right. Plus six and a half over player props. Um, they've now moved Nafisa Collier to 18 and a half. People, not scared. Give me Nafisa Collier over 18 and a half. Do you think Agumbawale should be a 26 and a half? Because she's been like exactly on that number in the first three games. Had 27 last game, 26 the game before that, and 27 in the first game against Atlanta. She's playing a bunch of minutes. She's played 39 minutes in two of the first three games. Do you think there's value maybe going with the contrarian under or no? Because if it's gonna if it's going over, Agumbawale is gonna score like 30 points. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it because if she doesn't score those points is not going over yeah that, that's, that's what i'm very, saying that's yeah that's over. very very bad as well so i think she's she's while she's out there she's gonna take the attempts like she's gonna take yeah. play, she's gonna have 20 plus shot attempts like always and so i'm not especially with what i've seen from this minnesota like, i'm not gonna take the chance on the under here maybe if i can get her like against somebody that i feel is a little bit sneaky good defensively like you know like if she was going up against the um, the sky again, or like yeah. if she was going up against like the sun, I don't think the sun are getting as much nod as their defense. Like maybe something like that, I would look for an under, but not this Minnesota team, not right now. So I'm I'll tell you my favorite prop in this her. game, though. My favorite prop so, is Jessica Shepard over three and a half assists. I know she's the starting center, but I got to read off these assist numbers for Shepard because uh-huh. this number is way too low at three and a half. So she had seven in the season opener against Chicago, had four against the Dream, had two against Phoenix, not great against Griner, not exactly the best matchup there, and had seven last game against Vegas. 
Her number is a three and a half. She's had seven assists in two of the first four games. Three and a half. I got to take the over there. That number is way too low for a game that might get into the 180s. Like if I told you that it got into the 180s, I think it would be not as surprising as as you might think. Uh I got to go with the over for assists because I think you're going to see a bunch of points. Three and a half. Give me Diamond Miller. Give me Diamond Miller over 11 and a half too. I, I think that that I understand why it's that low, and it's because she's only averaging 11 on the season. But I'm telling you, she's taking those attempts. She's got almost 10 shot attempts in every single game. She averages, what, nine and a half shot attempts per game. And look, 13, 14 in the last game, 13 before that, and then first two games, nine and eight. I think she's moving up and not backwards. I think she's moving forward, not backwards. And so uh, shooting percentage, a little bit better, still not where we want it to be, but she was four for 10 that last game. I think that this this is the game where she sees them all go in the basket. I'm going Diamond Miller over 11 and a half points as well. All right. Let's see here. Anything else for this game? No, not much. I like overs for stuff because I think the whole game turns into an absolute shootout. So, yeah, give me the over on a bunch of stuff. And we saved the best for last with the New York Liberty going to play the Seattle Storm. Seattle also still chasing their first one on the season. Liberty opened up as a 14 half point favorite, still at 14 and a half. 164 and a half is the total. That's come up four points. Injury report for these two teams and for the New York Liberty. Um, Maria Johannes is probable for a return coming back from overseas. She is probable to play in this game. No injuries for the Seattle Storm. So what I will say about the Liberty is defensively, they have not always looked the part the entire game. However, they did this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Definitely against the Sun. They cleared 16.5 versus the Fever if we want any type of indication of how they might play this game. It should have been more because they won by 17, but once again, they benched every starter for every minute of the fourth quarter. They were literally up 30 at the half. And so, but that's the that's the concern. Yeah. Do they do they go up so much that they bench every starter in the return of Brianna Stewart? That was also a home game, so you know now they're traveling to Seattle, but Seattle's been terrible everywhere. So I'm not sure if that actually matters. But and do they call off the dogs here? Do they give Seattle an out? I think that's really the conversation to be had. I think that we both. I know that I'm. I'm just going to go ahead and take a bet on the Liberty first half. And my favorite play in this game is Brianna Stewart over 23 and a half points. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take a play on the Liberty first half, but in terms of the full game, do they ease up? They might. I, I think I still have to lean to the Liberty though. But then again, you, you made a good point with uh, how Badly they played uh, in the fourth quarter and how you always have to worry about garbage time if you're laying a massive number like this. But the Liberty just kicks Connecticut's ass over the weekend. They killed Indiana the game before that. I think they're going to bury this team, most likely. And I think Brianna Stewart probably has 30 points again. So I'm on Liberty. 
I'll lean to the Liberty team total over as well. I like the over in general because Seattle doesn't guard uh-huh. anybody and they play fast as hell. So I'll get, I like the over in the game. But if they could give me alternative player props and I could take like 30 plus points like it was the NBA, I would take Stewart in a heartbeat. She literally had 45 against Indiana. If she wants to in her old stadium where she's going to have her jersey retired at some point, she's going to drop 30 if she wants to. She could drop 35 if she wants to. And even last game against Connecticut, she only had 21 points, but the stat line was actually nuts. She had 21 points, six rebounds, five assists, six steals, four blocks. She was one block away for a five-by-five. How often do you see that? Yeah, no. I'm. She would be my vote for MVP if I had a vote right now. So I I think Stewart goes crazy tonight. Give me the over and Brianna Stewart points. All right. I'm with you. You're not going to get a a return to Seattle under for me from Brianna Stewart. I think this is just scoring all the way around, honestly. I, th- I think that the li- I think the Liberty let Seattle score, but it's because the fact that they probably put up, they probably tried to go put up close to 100 points like the Aces did when they came to town. If like I told you the Liberty be- scored 95, would you be shocked? No, no. So just give me the over 164 and a half. I know we miss we have the button of the number here, four points of movement. Honestly, I don't think as many people that got 116 and a half. True. I don't think yeah. it's a lot of people that did. I think that they probably took one bet and then pushed it up. So you probably weren't getting that number anyway. But I still like an under uh, over here, over 164 and a half. And with that over, I'll take New York Liberty to just clear this and give me minus 14 and a half with the Liberty as well. You like Brianna Stewart? I think I have. I will, I will see your Brianna Stewart prop that I do like as well. And I will also call with Jewel Lloyd over 23 and a half. Because I think Jewel Lloyd's going to come out here and do what she always does, which is be a very, very good uh, scorer, like very, very prolific, uh, proficient scorer. I think that she's going to see Brianna Stewart on the other side and it's going to evoke something like this isn't just, you know, Brianna Stewart coming home. This is this team saying, that, Hey, we can still get it done without her. Like we can still play a, a certain level of hoops without her. So guys knew I was taking Jewel Lloyd. I'm always going to bet Jewel Lloyd, Jewel Lloyd over 23 and a half. Let's see. What else? I don't think I have much have else here. I mean, do you want to get cute and take like the storm team total over 74 and a half? What does that add up to? If they well, they over... have the Liberty at 89 and a half, so the storm at 74 and a half. You make an argument's so... not bad because Seattle score and they just can't stop anybody. Or they scored the last game, the first game against the Aces, they got buried from start to finish. So uh... Yeah, give me Seattle over 74 and a half. That feels a little bit low for a home team. And, and and the math checks out, especially where I feel like this with this team, they're gonna they're gonna let them get some easy like this is gonna come in that second half where they're gonna allow them to have some easy buckets, not even really we may be sweating this, like they may finish with 77, 78, 79. Like we may be sweating this at the end, but I think that for the most part of the game, they're just going to get a lot of easy stuff that the that the Liberty just don't care to defend because they're up 20 at this point. So I uh, I like that. 
Give me who else? Uh, Jacko Jones. Let's see Jacko Jones at ten points. I'll take over on Jacko Jones to get over ten this game. I think that down low she will have the advantage and be able to score. It's really tough with the super teams and just deciding who's going to score a lot. But we saw an Aces team come in here and everybody was able to score. So I think Jacko Jones can get to ten. And if I think that Jacko Jones and a lot of this Liberty team is scoring, I'm going to take Courtney Vandersloot over seven assists. I think that's a great play. She had a double double last game, so yeah, no argument. She always has the ball in her hand. Like Sabrina Inescu plays off ball, and she may bring the ball up when the second unit is in. But it's Courtney Vandersloot when this starting unit is on the court, and she's running the offense, and she's getting everybody else involved. So love Sloot seven assists. I'm with you there. All right. Let's see here. Anything else for this game before we move on? No, don't have anything else. All right. Gonna before we do lock and dog, I gotta give out my edge boost double down play of the day. And I'm going with you, Scott. Edge boost double down play of the day. Brianna Stewart over 23 and a half points. Whether it's in isolation, whether she's playing off ball and cutting to the basket. Whether she's getting it from the free throw line, she is. Their team totals to eighty nine and a half. Everywhere, eighty nine and a half is the team total. They're expecting the Liberty to score ninety. If they score ninety, Stewart's going to score at least twenty five. Yeah, I'm there with you, Brianna Stewart over twenty three and a half. Even if this game gets like she's going to continue to play as much as she can in this game, I, she's going to mm-hmm. play in the fourth quarter. Like she's not taking a whole quarter off being back in Seattle and robbing the Seattle fans of seeing her play. You know, three quarters instead of four. She's playing every single quarter. So Edge Boost double down play of the day. Brianna Stewart over twenty three and a half points minus one ten. And make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Edge to sign up. Make sure you go sign up. Go sign up. Do that. That you're getting double like you're getting double your deposit and you got to pay it back over four weeks so you can take that and you can grow your bankroll and you can pay back the loan that's it like that's it zero percent interest don't have to worry about sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge all right lock and dog time i feel like we need to switch the mojo up i've been bad scott you go first all right, uh, so I was looking at a couple of player props. Truth is, the dog is the tricky part for me because the only dog I really liked was Chicago, so I was trying to find some type of same-game parlay or something, but I wasn't sure how much I actually liked either. So I think I'm going to give out two locks, uh, which I feel good about. I was wishing one of them would be at plus money, but unfortunately they're not. I am going to go with the Brianna Stewart over 23.5 points. Uh, which is my favorite uh, play there uh, for the lock. Simply put, she's going to play a bunch of minutes. She's in her, her old uh, you know, arena where she won a championship. She won an MVP or two. She's been the best player in the league, in my opinion, for a while. Maybe not anymore, but I still think she is personally. She's averaging 26 points per game. She dropped 45 points against the only bottom feeder she faced so far this, this season. And once again, she's in her old home arena, so I think she's going to put up a massive stat line here. Give me Brianna Stewart over 23.5. I mentioned before I like Shepard over 3.5 assists. However, not anymore because Fandle moved it to 4.5, so I'm not taking that anymore. For my dog, I am going to go with the Sky on the money line. Simply put, I didn't really have any other options, but I am going to go with the Sky because Atlanta just lost to Indiana at home. 
They can't guard anybody. Chicago has been very solid. They have depth scoring. They've been really, really good at a lot of different positions. And Atlanta has a lot of talent at the guard position with Gray, with Howard. But it does seem like chemistry has been, been a bit off so far when you bring in such a ball-dominant player like Gray. And it does seem like that's going to take some time to go. I'm not going to compare it to the Hawks, even though they are from the same city. It does have that kind of DeJounte Murray, Trey Young feel to it, where they're not sure what either player is supposed to do and they don't have the ball in their hands. And it's going to take a little while for them to figure it out. But I'm going to go with the Sky Money Line. They're the better team, and they're getting plus 140. Give me the Sky Money Line as my dog. All right. I will take. Let's go with that Minnesota team total over and trusting them that this Dallas Wings defense is really bad and they give up a bunch of points. And so giving Minnesota over 80 and a half minus 112, I think that Diamond Miller is going to add some contribution scoring the basketball. She's going to be doing a lot better. So I'll take Minnesota over 80 and a half to score. Kind of want to take the money line. Honestly. You said that was minus 112, right? Yeah, minus 112. Okay, cool. Let's go for my dog. So Sky? Sky, money line. Double dog? Double dog it. I don't want to double dog it. No, no, no. So I'm going to do a parlay. And I will take... Hmm. Do we just go with two late game overs? think so i, think I, I thought about taking an alt over for that wings game but the number is so high that i just felt like i couldn't do it but i do think that game probably I mean, you said 177 was average i was gonna say i think it does get into the 170s so all right so let's go with uh two uh, over parlay we'll take the over in the wings and the links game and the over in the liberty and the storm game that pays out plus 270 and you said the liberty storm game right yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Uh, All right. Over and said it was plus two seventy. Yes, plus two seventy over in the Dallas Wings and Links and the Liberty and the Storm. So, everybody, we got some more people in the chat this time. It was fun. It was great. We had uh, we got some picks. I'm looking for pick. Let's see. Fahrenheit said Shepard. Eight, over eight and a half rebounds. I like that. She's definitely been on the glass. Melissa Smith. Yeah, I love Melissa Smith. I think she does have a good game as well. Uh, I like that. Fe- I like that Indiana play. I might play have a play on a fever for myself personally. I like that Indiana play. I think they're in this game. Uh, all right. Randy checking into the chat for the first time. Great to have him here. Trevor Story, seeing him. Glad he's taking some time off from uh, Red Sox. When the Red Sox come out here and hang out with us. Uh, Alan, don't remember seeing Alan before. Alan's down here checking us out. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, make sure if you're not already that you are subscribed, not only to the NBA Gambling Podcast, just so you can get these live streams, but make sure you're subscribed to us on the, wherever you get your podcast, WNBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you go there, subscribe, leave a review, all of that stuff really, really helps us in the future. Uh, I mean, I really don't have anything else to add here. He's at Russia Radio, Matt Really Real underscore underscore. We shall be back later this week. Let me just go ahead and double-check the schedule. 
But while you pull that up, a reminder, we will be having an NBA show tonight at around 7 o'clock for the NBA Finals. Uh, you're going to be on that, right? Uh, yeah, I should be. Yeah, so we'll be there for that. I know later on this week we're both going to do a Coach of the Year preview stuff for the NFL. So we got some award stuff coming up in the NFL. So we got a couple of podcasts together later this week. And, of course, we have the WNBA episodes later this week as well. All right, and so probably be back on Thursday. On Thursday, previewing the Friday slate. We got four games on a Friday, so we'll probably be back Thursday or Friday morning, one or the other. Uh, just make sure you hit subscribe and you get notification. You'll see when we post the room and everybody come in and lock in with us. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just got in like this. We are out of here.